Uh, funny thing, the studio that does Dragon Ball Z is one of the only uh, unionized in the industry, and uh, there are critiques to that because they're not doing too well. Toei Animation, they're like one of the oldest studios, and they were unionized back in like the 70s. They think they're still unionized. I haven't heard much about it, and I really try to do research on how good their union is, and I don't think it's great, but... Um, you know what, I take it of, back. They're it... like one of the only... It's actually good that the only thing moving in every frame is their lips, according to an automated <laughs> algorithm that they just run. That's actually good. I'm Here's the thing. If if you want to appeal to me, the phrase Teamsters anime is going to do 90% of your work for you. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I get the story. Why do we got to see the individual characters move at any point during the narrative? <laughs> Fuck it. I get it. They're very powerful. They're fighting God done and i mean one of the problems is there's just like not enough animators and there's like more and more shows being produced every year because it's now i mean like i said it's a huge industry and anime is cool now and all these new people are watching anime and wow i'll look at all these young weaves blah 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 so they're just pumping out shows without really hiring new animators so like a lot of animators have like worked like 45 days per year like for, i i'm sure like a lot of people, I'll just kind of like go into like a little bit of a story about like, Do it. like my favorite studios, Madhouse. Madhouse is famous for their really horrible fucking like labor policies. They're sort of the, the black where, pink like, of anime, three huh? Three people have killed themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and they make, yeah. Like a lot of people have killed themselves because of like, they've worked like 300 hours a month without like a single day off for like, the, I mean, a really long time. And there was like, They've been like accused of just countless labor violations. Employees were like the government actually had to like at one point kind of like look into their practices because it was so bad. And employers were working 400 hours a month and went 37 consecutive days without a day off. A Jesus. male uh, animator in 2014 killed himself because he had worked 600 hours in the month leading up to his death. And then another God. one. And then there was an um, uh, an American guy who was working with them, and he he quit after. Because he just I understand though. It. If there's so much demand, why can't these guys just say "fuck off"? I'll go across the street. Well, they do, and that's the thing. They do hop all over. But so anime is what they describe in Japan as a black industry, which means that there's almost no good studios. Like it's just like in in, in Japan where there is like a lot of like overwork culture. There they call them like just black industries, where it means like no matter where you go, you're gonna get treated like shit. The only like few studios that actually seem like they have decent stuff is Ghibli because they're able to raise their own budgets. Where here's kind of another issue that's kind of come to the forefront in recent like labor violations. Netflix is now the big, the big thing in the game. Netflix is making tons of new anime. They've really? done like a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Huge. I mean, they've added like, I I'm shocked about how much anime they have these days and like how a lot of shows are exclusive to Netflix. And there's like a joke in the community where it's like, it's a Netflix show, which means it'll come out in Japan, but you can't watch it anywhere else in the world until Netflix decides to finally release it like a year later. Right. But because of that, so here's what happens. Netflix says, hey, we have an idea for a show. We're going to adapt this manga. How about all six of you studios decide to bid on who's going to make it the cheapest? And whoever gets to make it the cheapest gets that contract. And they need that contract if they need money because that's how fucking business works, obviously. But like, because of that, they get to 
dictate how low their thing is. So they can get $2 per drawing and that would be fine if they did like, you know, 200 drawings a day, but they don't. They usually do like three or four because Japanese animation requires like a lot more backdrops, a lot more uh, things as opposed to like Western animation where we don't even think about it. That's why anime looks pretty. Or at least so, like in order, you were saying earlier that a lot of like the, the taste making from anime snobs like you is about the inherent like quality and I assume differentiation frame by frame of the animation. Yeah. So the, the more like distinction you can put into your animation, the more likely people are in like a Spotify era where people listen like the first 10 seconds of a song like the more people are going to immediately visually react to what you have and decide to keep going or not. So like more exploitive equals better chance at market sustainability. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, like you have to think about it like this too, like back in like the, like back in like initial D era, there was like 32 anime a year. Now there's 32 anime in January. That's it. Like, I'll be honest. I, I don't mean to judge. Too much anime. No, Agreed. I agree. There is too much anime. And that's actually like a big discussion. Like in the weeb community, everyone's like, this <laughs> the is weeb too much. getting too much crap. There is. Yeah. I mean, like pe people, like people do talk about like labor violations and like, that's part of the thing. We keep hearing more and more about these stories leaking out from studios of like tons of people killing themselves or accidentally dying from overwork. And it's because there's too many anime. Stop making this many. We don't need this many. To be honest, if I did, and, if like, I did make the, the Evangelion reboot, I would kill myself and think it was right. <laughs> True. And, like, there is, like, and so, like, back in, like, I would say, like, the 80s and, like, the 70s and even, like, up to the 90s, there was, like, a lot more of, like, a split budget-wise between here's executives, here's creatives, here's animators. And it was a little bit more of an even split. Now, because of this is how capitalism operates in any single industry, almost all of that money is going to be executives, and it's just trickling down barely anything to the animators, which is you know why they're able to make so many more shows but a lot of them are worse quality than they were back then as well because of that so is, so the, is the idea that it's are... sort of like a netflix algorithmic thing where it's just like at first netflix was seen as like a liberator where it's like finally people that only needed two hundred thousand dollars to make their once in a lifetime show we're empowering them we're letting them make their show and, and it's all good um what an opportunity for people. And that turned out like the cruel algorithm of capitalism only favors squid game like metrics. Um, the, for example, on Netflix, the babysitters club did critically and like within their demographic very well, but because it wasn't a squid game type, like super peak in terms of viewers, like in the initial week, it got canceled by the way, shout out to babysitters club viewers on Netflix. Uh, you're the best of us. But, like, is the same thing going on with anime where it's, like, they can just load a sawed-off shotgun of content into their animators, into their studio, and just fire it and go, like, well, this is the one that hit, so we'll go with that one and just replicate that month by month at the expense of the mental health and, like, literal physical capacities of their animators? Because that is a necessary function of yeah. anime. And and that actually even kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier about how there's just so much crap. There's so much of the same thing. It's because, for example, like ReZero, which is a really popular show that I actually enjoy. It's the only isekai I'll watch. Um, isekai is where the guy dies and is reborn in a new world. That's its own genre. 
Oh, it's huge. It's probably the number one genre in modern anime right now. The, Almost everything's a fucking isekai. The nu- I, I wonder it. why all these guys are killing themselves. Yeah, I mean. To, so that they can be reborn with like a, a new harem of, of 15-year-olds that will surround them. That's you, like the majority of all fucking. Would you, say that Wahab, would you say that Wahhabism is inherently isekai? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, what's it called? The Wizard of Oz is an isekai. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Next, but, next time you're following the Yellow Brick Road, Osama bin Laden or OBL as intelligence services, uh, call them, would have loved what you're watching. <laughs> this podcast is off the rails, but you know what? Good. Continue. <laughs> I can't believe that's a whole genre of... I- oh, it's, and it's like one of the biggest ones. It's it's probably like I would say like even in like a lot of other animes I anime podcasts I listen to everyone's like oh god not another not another isekai not another isekai because that's literally like it can be like a show that's like solely fantasy based too and it's for one for thirty seconds in the first episode it'll talk about how he's like from like the current like our world and then it'll just be fantasy for the rest of it but it's still an isekai it's just I guess Escaflone is kind of like that I fucking hate Mm -hmm. you but also I'm your best friend Escaflone is an isekai. Yeah, I've never seen a second of that, but that is the sort of thing that someone said at MegaCon, and I was like, "Yeah, honestly, my top ten definitely." <laughs> that is so. Look, I'm not smart enough to make the connection here, but there is something in terms of capitalist realism. For I know you're groaning, listener, but like, there is something to the idea that like a, an inherently produced impulse under like. The, the pressures of capitalism and the absolute alienation of the worker under capitalism where just like everything is terrible I'd like to kill myself but if I do so instead of just entering a nihilistic black world I'm going to experience a brand new Miyazaki cat bus ass nature like I can see that appealing to people that are working 60 hours a day in Pomodoro methoding, studying their way into a career that will never satisfy them. Like that is so fundamentally bleak that I feel like I don't have adequate time to even process how brutal that is. But I understand the fantastical outpouring of that particular dynamic. I mean, that's the foundation of the Catholic Church for most of European history was literally like, yeah, your life's garbage, but afterwards. Yeah, but at, thi- at this point, I, like, I would rather siege Saladin's fortifications than put out 7,000 almost identical frames per second for a fucking shoujo that no one gives a fuck about and calls problematic. Like, this is so much more bleak than anything we had a thousand yeah, years really ago. <laughs> I will say, though, that there are some, like, kind of good steps that are kind of coming up. Like, for example, like, where I was talking about, like, how a bunch of those animators from Madhouse fucking killed themselves. And there was, like, a really big uproar in, like, the community. And, like, the Japanese government was like, all right, you guys can't do this anymore. So there are now what they're calling, like, black site unions, which are really, really secret unions <laughs> that, like... What? Just the phrase "black site union." Just it sounds like well, what that's CIA a, that's contractors refer to. Like no, Grim, Grim, you're absolutely right. CIA unions. Not, if you only refer to the text, it really sounds like people doing waterboarding who are just like waterboarding is work too. <laughs> Solidarity, exactly. 
<laughs> Stress positions is work. Like, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Bab. These nipple clamps don't hook themselves up. I'm sorry. Like, all, yeah. The Abu, uh, shout out to Abu Ghraib, who is finally unionized. <laughs> uh, please continue about anime. What a ridiculous podcast like- I own. <laughs> So I'll just say like there's a there's a labor group called Janica that's founded in Japan and it's basically just like to try to help people who are dealing with like where and also like if you're an animator and like you want to try to talk about unionizing you're immediately fired. Yeah, no, I imagine labor labor unions are not great in Japan in general, but this one is actually kind of gaining some ground right now, which is kind of good. And they're actually working with like a little bit of like some labor groups within I mean other larger labor groups. Like for example, none of the animators are unionized. None of the animators have a single fucking right they're all on contract none of them have health care it's horrible but the voice actors do and the voice actors similar to how like the actors here in like the states they have a really good union and they're starting to work together with the animators so there is like a little bit of what looks like steps that could help but i mean honestly it's just bleak and it's one of those things where like i watch anime pretty much exclusively and every time i watch it i just think about it. i'm like yep i know that someone like probably like didn't sleep for five days so that i could watch five minutes of this fucking show two questions so that is kind of one of those things number one you watch anime exclusively yeah i was wondering about uh, and that number two that. shout out to the bender union voice actors are people that if Look, I've watched 7,000 hours of Critical Role, and that's going to be meaningful to one listener of this podcast. But all those D&D dorks are voice actors, and I really do appreciate what they do. It is labor. It is artistic. Like, it does bring a lot to everything that basically isn't live action, and I appreciate them. And if there's any progress in terms of worker solidarity in Japan towards that, that's great. Like, that sounds amazing. And not just because secretly I've always thought that I could voice anime characters and sometimes sometimes mute it and read the subtitles out loud in a way that is genuinely just yelling. I, I know they have a talent. I just don't, uh, like a, a fine Bordeaux, like a Chateau du Harp Milan. I don't have the palate to appreciate it, I'm sure, and I'm missing something. But it does feel a little bit like they're yelling half the time. I'm sorry, continue. No, you're right. Honestly, that was like one of my when whenever I used to get really really drunk, I would be like, I could be a voice actor, no problem. I already podcast, it's fine. But like you know, of course I couldn't do that. I'm just saying there is a Zoom party to be had in which we all voice characters from the Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> script, and as long as it never leaks, it's completely acceptable, and we don't have to worry. <laughs> It is shocking how much better Disco Elysium got when they got real voice actors. Bro, I thought no I'd offense. I thought I'd hate it. I'm playing through it now. Same. Because <laughs> here's the thing: the first time I did it, I was trying to aspire to my ideals, and so I wasn't a total degenerate licking booze off of the bar uh, in the original starting point. But now I'm doing another run through where I'm the worst human alive, but still communist. Uh, and I gotta say. I didn't think I needed a real voice actors, but it turns out I do. It it yeah. turns out at the time my standards were low enough to believe that like a hardcore mercenary sounded like Will Menergerker going like <laughs> I don't care. I'll kill all the natives. These guys are savages. Turns out you can do better than that read on the Disco Elysium <laughs> characters. <laughs> 
I always forget that the Chapo people were involved, or, and and the Red Scare people were involved in that originally. The funniest part of that is like, I I genuinely this is genuinely true. I didn't realize that the Chapo people did it, but when you start Disco Elysium, within the first five minutes, you bump into like uh, like Woman of the World sort of espionage <laughs> agent, and it's Dasha, and she was just like. I don't know if you want to check your HP, like, I guess it's on the lower left corner. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it turned out it was a Chapo people. Yeah. Succession here, picked her up too. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm happy for it. In any, I don't know these people. I'm, I hope they're very happy. Oh. I just, I just, it was something that jumped. It, it broke my immersion to use the absolute nerd <laughs> term when someone was just like, uh, Yeah. The, the action in Martinez is nothing like Hyde Park. And I was like, do I need to know this reference, Felix? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Babs watches exclusively. Anyway. Look, I, I, voice actors deserve a union. Like, in your mind, every person thinks they can be like, how dare you? I have never even flipped over my trap card, which is stronger than anything you've ever done. Like, everyone thinks they can do that. <laughs> but the fact is, if you could, you'd be getting paid. That's that's one of those market realism things. And also, in, um, in Japan, most anime voice actors are, one, like, larger celebrities than any, like, Western voice actor. Like, they're actually, like, well-known people. Love that. Almost all of them have podcasts. Almost all of them are really big podcasters or streamers. That's, like, their side gig. And they are usually very rich people. Their VTubers are, there. there is a, like, 14-year-old shark girl that is played by a 37-year-old housewife that is, as far as I'm concerned, uh... Look, I haven't researched this fully, but I think she's the shadow prime minister of Japan. Like, her popularity is <laughs> off the charts. Yeah. Here's the thing. Half the people listening to this, if I know my audience, are like, ha, ha, that's a random poll. And the other half are like, you've apologized for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds fucking terrible. Um, generally, I... <laughs> I don't like to support anything that immediately results in people killing themselves other than the Suicide Girls website from 2005 to 2013. So please <laughs> inform me as a last word, should I become, would I be happier? I'll put it that way. Would I be happier if I became a weeb now? Or would this be something that is critically at odds with my ideology? Like when it came to K-pop, I got involved in this generation and because they're they're because they're signed to like basically like 12 year contracts. Um, by the time I realized how exploitive the Korean pop industry was, I was already in and they were already halfway through the current generation. So like right now, for example, twice red velvet monster X, like all the K-pop groups that the, the listeners are intimately awareness or they're they're intimately aware of because they haven't spoken to their family in several years, uh, they know that they're reaching the end of their contract. And I don't intend to follow through anymore because just like the NFL, even when my teams won Super Bowls, that was nice. But like I wasn't going to support that anymore because I knew it was inherently exploitive and yes will i stand ryujin until the day i die of course 
but I'm not giving any more money to JYP. Knowing what you know about anime, could you in good faith encourage someone who is feckless, depressed, uh, deeply isolated? Would you recommend to them that they get into anime as a consumptive uh, hobby over other potential alternatives? Or would you say this is a stay away situation if you aren't already in? My God, I'm so good at fucking you know questions. Grim, who's who's the best at questions? Probably me. <laughs> Probably me. You know what I'll say? Manga is a way less um, exploitative way to consume something if you want something that's anime. Manga is a lot more because it's usually just done by one creator. They are the makers of the thing. They very, I mean, unless it's like a shonen jump property but there's a lot of others in that it's usually just them like they're they're the only ones exploiting themselves and that's probably a better form but yeah i mean almost all anime is gonna have some really big problems if it's if you're not already in and if you're not already as deep in as i am then i would maybe say try to find a different way but honestly there's a lot of really beautiful things in there so you know What's another bad consumption that you that you add average American citizen who consumes probably horrible amounts of uh, different kinds of labor every day? And of course, that's not an excuse of saying like no ethical consumption, but like eh, at a certain point, what are you going to do to stop it? I mean, I get that. But like, you know, a couple days ago, I watched Chinatown and name one bad thing that came out of Roman Polanski chilling with like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Look, as, as someone who is old as shit right now and and lived what feels like 10,000 lives, much like the tree spirits that people fetishize sexually in anime, <laughs> let me just say, whomst amongst us has not uh, indulged in something both problematic and beautiful. I have an ex-girlfriend that used to put on 3-6 Mafia and sing, and I can't emphasize oh, this enough, no. all of the words. <laughs> <laughs> so i got one last i got one last quiz for all of us uh it involves vladimir putin uh and anime and i think it'll be a, a fitting coda to this confutatus of anime education so uh uh stick with us through this euro beat uh interregnum here <laughs> 